It's the Power Hour LSU podcast. Let's go! LSU, SEC West champions. But do we have an Arkansas offensive problem? I want to ask you that right now. Are you concerned about the LSU offense? He was hesitant. Um... You know, he, uh, he just didn't have that um, aggressiveness that he needed. Um, and he wasn't sure at some of the things. So that's, uh, you know, we've we got to do a better job coaching him, and he's got to be more assertive. Welcome back to the PHL Podcast. That was, of course, your SEC West champion coach, Brian Kelly, after a triumphant 13-10 to win over Arkansas, clinching the SEC West. And, look, we are focusing on the offense, but you got to shout out Harold Perkins and the defense. We've done plenty of content. Check it out, Power Hour LSU on YouTube. As a lot of you know, this podcast is an extension of what we do there. And what I'm actually going to share with you is something very unique about today's episode. This is actually going to coincide with a Jaden Daniels deep dive that we are doing because obviously that clip from Brian Kelly was him talking about the LSU offensive issues and how Jaden Daniels wasn't as assertive as he needed to be. So I'm actually going to give you a number. If you have been with me for a while, you know how important this number is to me, and that is 6.2. And we'll get back to that number in just a second. If this just happens to be the first time you've ever listened to me, that's perfectly fine as well. Please give it a five-star review. And once again, check us out on YouTube. So before we get into what 6.2 actually means, let's actually take a look at LSU football history. So before Jaden Daniels, there were three LSU starting quarterbacks, right? Uh, Joe Burrow, Danny Etling, and Brandon Harris. Those three combined to have six games where they threw for under 100 yards, okay? Six times. So this has actually been a little bit more frequent. So what Jane Daniels is doing uh, with the two games now, once again, earlier this year versus Auburn, he only had 80-ish yards passing against Arkansas, the same thing. But what I want you to do is guess the record of LSU football in those six games that LSU threw for under 100 yards. Now, I will say this. It's very important to actually go back and look at the games, right? One of the Danny Etling games where he threw for under 100 yards was versus Tennessee, and there was tornadic activity. The winds were very crazy, so nobody could really throw the football in that game. It rained. Um, So, once again... Uh, the final numbers don't always show the final results. Kind of like this Arkansas game where there were some players that were sick. It was their first cold weather game. But the simple truth is it's not great for your passing offense to throw for under 100 yards. But the record for LSU in those games throwing under 100 yards passing is 5-1. and one. So that goes to show you that it's not the end of the world that you throw for any amount of yardage, right? I I get so sick and tired of this stat that people always share. Teams that throw for, uh, teams that run the football for 100 yards has uh, so-and-so winning record when that stat has been disproven plenty of times, right? Because if you're winning at the end of the game, you're going to run the football more. A lot of you might be familiar with that. So, look, 
Throwing for under 100 yards passing isn't a death sentence. It's not. In fact, college football is such a wacky sport that, yes, LSU with a clunky offense can find a way to sneak into a college football playoff and pull the upset versus Georgia. But the simple truth is the LSU offense is very flawed and it is very, very, very broken. And let's be honest, considering the spot that LSU was in, that was an all-time stinker of an offensive performance considering we were competing for the SEC West title. And the way that our offense performed wasn't good enough to win versus a lot of different teams. So just because you win a game doesn't mean you're optimally playing the game, right? You hear Brian Kelly talk all the time about process over results, the process. Look, there's not a single person out there that is not happy that we won the SEC West, but the simple truth is our offense has got to get better, right? That was a really poorly performing Arkansas defense, even though they had been improving some, and obviously their offense was really bad without their superstar quarterback. And we shared the Brian Kelly stat about, you know, backup quarterback luck dating back to his days at Notre Dame. We won't talk about that today. But BK, of course, his elite coaching was a big reason why we were able to find a way to win this game. Um, I also want to shout out Frank Wilson, who has obviously coached up these running backs. But the truth is, our quarterback play has got to get better. Now, once again, there's sickness throughout the LSU football team with the flu. There was obviously the cold weather aspect. There was also no Brian Thomas Jr. But the simple truth is LSU right now is nowhere close to their 6.2 yard per play threshold. And that's what that number actually means. So if you take a look at the college football playoff teams that annually win the college football player uh, playoff, the, the teams that annually make the college football playoff, the teams that really make a push every year to win a national championship, they almost always average 6.2 yards per play. Now, Brian Kelly, I believe his 2020 offense was one of the few that didn't, and you saw what happened to them in the playoff. The truth is, explosive plays is what heavily correlates with winning games. And right now, Jaden Daniels is amongst the country's worst in a stat called big time throw percentage. Like Brian Kelly said a minute ago, he hasn't been assertive enough. But we can get into so many different stats, and once again, I am going to share a YouTube deep dive, depending on when you listen to this, um, where I'm going to share actually one stat that LSU is about to break the record offensively with, and it's not a good one. And um, we'll we'll share that stat in the YouTube video. But really quickly, uh, I want to give you a guess what LSU's yard per play numbers are this year versus just Power 5 competition. So take the Southern game out. Take the, um, the the New Mexico game out, two very bad win teams, and <sighs> LSU's yard per play number is 5.42, okay? We are nowhere close to that 6.2 yard per play threshold. Now, once again, LSU could still find a way to get into the playoff. You can ugly win games all the way up until a point. 
Because at some point, you've got to start hitting explosive passing plays down the field to beat the best teams on your schedule, okay? Um, the Ole Miss game, we were able to hit some. Obviously, if you throw in the drawn pass interference throws that Jane Daniels had in that game, it's huge. The Alabama game, that was definitely it. Tennessee, we missed a ton of shots down the field. And uh, versus Arkansas, we missed a lot too. If you go look at our hour-plus-long film study where we broke down every Jane Daniels throw. So right now at 5.42 yards per play, it's just not good enough, right? It's not good um, under any circumstance. And there are five teams that have reached that threshold this year in the SEC. Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Florida. So why is 6.2 relevant now once again it's just an arbitrary number but if you go look at all the college football playoff teams since the inception of the playoff most of them comfortably covered 6.2 yards per play and the ones that didn't got throttled not beaten barely but they have gotten throttled when they've actually gotten to the college football playoffs so 6.2 I know it just sounds like a made-up number but it's been consistent the teams that get to that mark are the ones that have a legitimate shot at winning the national championship look I'm very happy that we've beaten Mississippi Alabama and Florida but a big reason why we've beaten those teams was those just happened to be our three best offensive performances of the season so we have been timely with our offense and if you actually look at the LSU season as a whole I want you just to really put this into perspective here I want you to just go through game by game how many dominant offensive performances has LSU had this year okay Florida State was a really poor offensive performance, right? We really didn't move the football at all until the very end when they moved into a prevent-ish kind of defense. Overall, I thought Jane was really good, especially considering Emory Jones wasn't in the lineup just yet. Mississippi State, another poor offensive performance. Slade Roy's muff punt recovery is what ignited our offense, and lucky enough, we were able to have a good offensive fourth quarter and a good drive to end the first half. And another great defensive performance, thanks in large part to Harold Perkins. Auburn, of course, was a really bad offensive performance. Tennessee was a very bad offensive performance. So, really, in the first four games, none of the games were dominant offensive games. Then you look at Florida. Then you look at Ole Miss, where our offense was virtually unstoppable. And then versus Alabama, in the fourth quarter, once again, Jaden hit some really big throws, as many of you are familiar with. Average 5.7 yards per play, which is solid versus a good Alabama defense. But we also missed some throws in that game. Still, Jaden was phenomenal when he needed to be, and we won that game. And then, of course, you get to the Arkansas game where we were abysmal offensively. So if you look at it as a whole, there have been more games where LSU's offense has not been good than games where they have been good. And that is also a little concerning. But that once again speaks to the coaching from Brian Kelly. And to me, the Broyles Award winner should be Matt House, LSU's defensive coordinator. 
Also, having a transcendent defensive tackle like or d- defensive talent uh, like Harold Perkins and obviously Makai Wingo, Ojolari, Roy, um, Jay Ward, everybody on the defensive side of the football playing big, our special teams getting better. We have found ways to win some of these games. And in the games versus our best opposition, not named Tennessee, uh, our offense has been absolutely phenomenal when you just look at the conference schedule. Now, what do we do to get to the 6.2 yard per play threshold? Well, we, we got to start ripping the football. We got to start throwing the football down the field. And Jaden, just based on the tape, has a tendency to bail on plays quickly. Okay. Now, what's very interesting, if you go look at the Georgia Tennessee game, Hendon Hooker missed some throws. Now, there weren't many throws that he missed, but he missed. All of his explosive, over-the-top throws in that game. And that is how you have to beat Georgia. You've got to hit explosives over the top. That's what Alabama did versus that great Georgia defense last year in the SEC championship game. It's hard when you watch Georgia's defense to, you know, just zone read right, zone read left, occasional back shoulder, drawn pass interference call here or there. It's hard. Heck, it's hard to do that versus Texas A&M and games where their defense has actually been locked in. So we'll see. Obviously, um, there's more to it than just that. And this is where we get a little bit of a tease here. Once again, Power Hour LSU on YouTube. Um, I'm about to drop a deep dive on one massive stat where LSU is about to break a really bad record. And that is... Sacks. LSU right now, 3.9 sacks given up per game. There's never been another team in the SEC that has given up more than 3.5. Now, is that a protection issue? Is that a play calling issue? Is that a quarterback issue? Well, that's what the deep dive is for. So if you go to LSU, probably by the time you listen to this, uh, it will already be dropped. You can check it out. In fact, I'll even throw a link down in the description below because there is one legendary quarterback who believes sacks are overrated and he makes a little cameo and um you're gonna love it okay hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today and look the simple truth is this we we've got to play more consistent football offensively yes lsu five and one in games where they have thrown for under 100 passing yards since 2016 or 2015 that's still not a fun stat to be a part of right uh the the game is offensive you got to be able to hit some shots Eddie! the phl podcast baby bah! and tonight what are we doing oh uh some some uh what's david chang's uh momofuku noodles are on shelves now and i love them let's go